0: How far now? Do all for this. So, I did You do look you, so beautiful. Thank you. You look gorgeous too. Thank you. You know what? Let me just turn and close my <laughs> legs like I've been told all my life. Pository, <laughs> <do> you what? <laughs> so, oh my God. You know what? Yeah. So, today we are going to be discussing first daughter, which is probably um something that a lot of us deal with regularly are you a first daughter first yes first daughter
1: but not proudly how many
0: how many siblings do you have i have three
1: um two okay two boys two girls yeah two boys two girls yeah so um, there's four
0: of you yes four in
1: total that's a legit
0: legit legit okay that's like misha i am the first daughter (laughs) of my um mom let me say that i have um five four there's five of us i'm the first daughter i have an older brother Mm. um and throughout my life (laughs) you know let me let you start what was your experience tell me honestly what is your experience being the first daughter um
1: being the first daughter i think that at an early age just like being told that you have to be responsible for your siblings is really something i did not understand because my mom would come from the shop and she would be like oh um why didn't you take care of your siblings I'm the first daughter. I'm washing every. It was. It was that it got so bad that I was washing everybody's. Like I was doing everybody's laundry. All the
0: household I Abby. It's part of eldest daughter syndrome. And I used to hear that thing like,
1: "You're the first daughter. If I'm not here, you're the one that's supposed to be responsible." The mother of the house. Thank you, the mother of the house. You're supposed to make sure they are fed, they are, and it's from what age? uh, From I would say twelve years. Wow, as early as that, to be honest. Twelve is not bad. Mom was for maybe like eight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, cool. but yeah like just like that like it feels like you're not putting this responsibility on my shoulders and i have not even given bets i don't even know what you run are really i'm telling you i'm just a child myself you I'm know you. and so like if your food is too salty uh, so you were cooking like really cooking like for the house. Wow. like I, and, and I, I think that this is the <coughs> problem with like um why some of us are having issues with like our parents and people yeah. that are at that age is that there's no communication there there aren't even communication mm. styles like okay you're the first daughter you're responsible for your your siblings this that that why
0: comfortable myself, like
1: why yeah. would you tell me why would you tell me that okay you have to wash your socks when they come out from school you wash yours and you wash theirs mm. and, and the fact that we also had like three helps
0: are you serious so
1: it's insane so you take the helps to let them chill and, and then me, I will be cooking and cleaning. <laughs> you become the household. so as early i was already doing all of that and i was already responsible and like you have to be responsible for your brothers and it kind of made me not enjoy my childhood to be honest because i they they got to do everything they wanted to do they got they got to leave the house to play they got to enjoy themselves play with sand Mm. i was always inside and even when i was outside i wasn't really playing i wasn't really enjoying i wasn't having a good experience as a child i was just my eyes like I'm literally your mother,
0: if right. you think about
1: it. Parentification, right? So like that's my experience for that. Apart from the other ones, like, oh, hearing that umuada 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 What's thing. Like, Sorry, I'm umuada not. Umwada is like the first daughters in Iboland, okay. right? Okay. So right. the umwadas, you have a responsibility, right? right? So as an umuada you have to like understand that you have to marry early. Do you okay. understand? Yes. Right? Because it's definitely that's like us, too. it's a family set up type of thing because now you marry early you and your husband will not be <laughs> right <laughs> as first daughters and first first daughter's right. husband or whatever i don't even know this I'm right, right. See, so as early and then i was 20 and like oh you are right. ripe for marriage i'm like eh what does that even mean crazy and it's very very scary because this man that wanted to marry me that brought hennec into my palo are you joking remember how how old? that i was 20 i had just finished university. did you know him no it's a lie he's even my father's it's tenant Insult. he, he just turned up and said i want your right daughter <laughs> oh ah. my god but like it's ah. very it's, it's like that it's very pitiful yeah it very, it it. Is. it's very scary, it scary is. to me like you're waiting for me to be barely legal i swear to god. god yes you now want to just come and then bring heineken my father drank the heineken he pained me shah he, he a should have <laughs> he <drank it. laughs> Drank, but what did you say to the man did he obviously you're not married so but. i was completely disgusted i entered the parlor and i saw like and i was like they said oh this man has come to i walked out mm. and when i walked out my cousin from my dad's was telling me oh and you know like you don't want to waste time you want to start having children so she just yeah. married anybody so I so I because said, I said, how old was
0: the man by the way i would say
1: 35 mm. so my own was like they say he just came out from london and who I cares this car outside i said this man did not come <laughs> now who cares anyway where you can come from the moon i don't even like it was just like just like the first daughter thing is it's a lot of pressure i can only talk about a few things right now but it's a lot of of pressure yeah definitely and so my advice for first daughters out there be rebellious early
0: i'm telling you yeah definitely from like
1: 21
0: 21 my rebellion started very young i was the one that they called the wayward child (laughs) and obviously the first daughter syndrome like you said it was household chores they give us unfair pressure with household chores and also a mind that i found i don't know now this is always talking talking but i can only talk my truth leave me alone Facts. but i you know it's also like being the emotional caregiver okay. which was something that was a major part of my childhood for me um <sighs> god i hope i can talk about this and i don't get emotional honestly I was like, yes, but it's even it. fine to get I know, emotional
1: right, right? <laughs> that's, <laughs> the point. that's the point yeah like, just no definitely speak it.
0: But mine was like, um, I was the emotional caregiver very, very young. I think like maybe from the age of seven, Mm. I realized that my family dynamics were not um, normal, Mm. if I should say. They were very toxic. I grew up like in a toxic household. They would press my neck. God, (laughs) they would press my neck. But (laughs) I grew up in a very toxic household, right? So when I say toxic, I mean like, a lot of domestic violence was something I witnessed a lot of physical domestic violence and emotional domestic violence so I started dealing with the parentification like my dad would make me do all the household chores like I was the chief I used to say I'm the chief house girl in charge my brothers didn't do anything my younger sister didn't do anything so I'm cleaning the house from top to bottom from a very young age but um and I'm also dealing with like uh the physical abuse as well so obviously my punishment is always harsher than my older brother and my younger siblings obviously so that's another aspect of it but for me the major part was the emotional caregiver for my mom and my siblings because obviously we find ourselves in this very toxic situation Mm -hmm. and then like i guess my mom is isolated we are isolated so i just became like the mini therapist <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm hearing everything. Like I hear all the. There was nothing off limits. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I find that that was probably the experience that um was the most traumatic for me growing up. Um, and then on top of that, of course, like I said, like I remember one time, my dad. Um, I grew up initially, okay, so I'm the first daughter. I have an older brother, two younger brothers, and a younger sister. For a few years, it was just me and my brothers. So, obviously, I love to hang around with them. I'm a tomboy. Mm-hmm. So, I'm always out with them and their friends. And my dad would be like, if I mistakenly go to the park, <laughs> <laughs> and he comes back home, and he sees that all of a sudden in the park, he will come and physically drag me. Like, a yeah, useless, weird girl. What does the thing like my question is like what's the logic behind that i'm not allowed to hang around with boys and it will not you will not communicate why because you know that the reason is mad because this is like a 10 year old girl in the park with her brothers and her brother's but friends my
1: own question here is like you're with your brothers though right so what i know it, like they're they're seeing it from oh, like you can be raped or sexually harassed or right molested right but you're your brothers right so it's right. three of you there the, the and then the friends as well so it has to be more than that it doesn't make sense is what i mean yeah exactly like it's just control control and abuse.
0: from a very young age of that female child and i feel like patriarchy has a lot to do with it as well to be honest i think right. when you have like patriarchal views when your parents have patriarchal views they because they can't explain it he could never tell me why it was i'm not allowed to hang around with the boys he just said decent girls don't hang around boys why but that's it's funny. my brother
1: wait decent boys don't hang around, whatever that means um but then when i'm 20 you want me to get married to the same boys right exactly and then just find the first one that and then you build because what my own mother did was put phobia in me for men hmm. from very early like don't bring don't bring, come back pregnant to my house I'm telling you when you touch a man <laughs> when they touch <laughs> like, a man he breaks you get on you pregnant. you know so from early like eight years old I've been scared of boys like I didn't in fact I yeah. was a tomboy specifically because of that I didn't want boys to see me as any yeah. form of attractions Do you understand yeah. so when I started develop developing really large hips I would hide it like boyish clothes. You understand? Yeah. Because my mother put this fear in me that boys were demonic. Yeah. Ooh. But so sorry. There are not people. <laughs> that boys sorry. are not people that like you should be close to. Right. Boys are not people that they're dangerous. It's That's crazy, right? That's the yes. message you, you were telling me when I was young. Now, I've grown this phobia for boys. Then when I'm 20, 21. You must bring a boy home, home to marry to tell me to go and bring husband <laughs> where would i see the husband from i i you see it's something that is always mind-boggling yeah. because how it's so much and also one thing i wanted to talk about is how um i don't think that they also realize how traumatic these things were for us yeah because when you try to have a conversation with them it's like passive like i, I, w- I went through
0: what i'm telling all the oh, time i couldn't even say to my father to
1: tell, tell him i'm telling you things, right my father used to fart and tell us to tell him thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're joking. like, it's, yeah. and, and if you said, "Daddy, why did you why did you fart?" We say, "My father didn't even used to let us have eggs."
0: Me too. My dad said you that. you understand? That like, used to beat the hell out of me. It's well. like you you don't realize it, but you're passing it down. Yeah, exactly. Do that understand? is literally generational trauma.
1: So, like, I don't think they realize how traumatic a lot of things were. Like when I was when I was. Fourteen or so, my mom went and brought everybody's things down. Like, sorry, I think I shifted this. And brought all their clothes down, everybody's clothes, including hers. Everybody's clothes, and told me to wash them, clean or dirty. Are you serious? Why I'm was so, it punishment or just? Just, just you're the first daughter. You're going to go to husband's house one day. Okay. Things like this are going to
0: happen. Okay. You see, you started putting this fear in my mind yeah. of one husband. Because my husband's house clearly is slavery and suffer. <laughs> no, clearly it's slavery. Because it's <laughs> not enjoyment. You're not making me want to enjoy every day you
1: told me about husband's house i was thinking of ways i didn't want to go to that house <laughs> that's
0: where the that's I where the it. It is, uh, I, because
1: it. I really do not even want to go there <laughs> are you serious so like you bring all these clothes now you tell me so that's like my first rebe- like as a first daughter That like, right. i said be rebellious you have Ellie. to be rebellious my yes. first self my first she said and i just left home took one or two tests who you really I ran wow, around wow at 14, 14. It was a, yeah. a, a big mistake, by the way. I would like to tell everybody oh. um
0: because what I had, I
1: think, five hundred naira. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's the desperate it shows you the sheer desperation, though, of what you are going through. It's yeah. like you know what I need to get out of here.
1: But it's just so sad because after everything, I ended up in the corridor somehow because I was trying to go to unlock to my friends, and yeah. then I had, I had, I ended up in the corridor somehow, and then. I switched off my phone and then I was so scared <laughs> that I had to call her. <laughs> <laughs> I had to switch the so phone So when back you went on. to her, I'm sure they beat. You. No, I think that is also it was it was also painful that I was trying to, I was this child that was trying, I was looking for attention, I was looking for love at home, and I did everything, I did everything to try to get get your attention and love. It took me running away from home. And your friend coming to pick me pick me up from where I was. And me spending nights in their house and then basically crying to that friend and telling them that this "This is what I'm suffering. For you to now hear me, I understand what I was saying. And literally, that was the first time I saw my mother cry. So she was like she didn't know it had gotten that, that bad. bad that yeah. why didn't i talk to her i said i tried i tried to talk to you so many times Aww. and i think i also was scared of myself and my reaction to do so her crying because when she was crying my face was stone see i told the story to my sister and i'm like i can't believe the way my face was i think i didn't even feel anything to be honest really? because i also like the norm um the abuse to like just slap me mm-hmm. Use um, mm-hmm. if you're in the kitchen you just use spoon and slap S- fling Fling at me like yeah. my mom beat me one time like this like my mouth was swollen and then she came back after beating me she came back and saw this the, the my, my mouth was swollen and then started panicking are you serious like legit like, you, you cross this thing on my mouth and now and you're panicking Oh, yeah. yeah. like, <laughs> like, will I tell your father what like, will I serious. tell your father like, Yeah.
0: and all these things like you build yeah of course you're using you this thing you in build a, a slight hatred or I can't even like
1: yeah I can't lie so and that's why we should talk about how all of this trauma actually translates into our relationships like relationships we have especially romantic relationships mm-hmm. right? right because I lost my train of thoughts. that's why I was so confused that's what i was wondering i
0: mean maybe more so like in the sense of like um how we because where we are first daughters are told to like be mothers you know mothering is that where you're coming from or the emotional angle detachments, <laughs> but for me though remember. i find that with me in relationships personally for me i think my trauma affected relationships because i now would go into relationships from a very mothering perspective mm-hmm. because i'd always been the emotional caregiver you know what i mean so i would tolerate a lot and always feel like okay let me mother this person but then when and i start when i got to the stage where It got to a stage where I actually told my family, I guess this was me kind of reclaiming my power instead of doing things constantly for them and always overexerting myself. I kind of just said, you know what? You don't do, let me just start to choose myself. And it wasn't necessarily well, they didn't take it well at Mm -hmm. first, Um, but then they had to, it is what it is. I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm reclaiming my power. I can't like, I remember I did um, my book launch, right? and it was one of my siblings birthday it's kind of bit like black tax you know you always give money here and there Mm -hmm. as well like and normally if it's somebody's birthday you contribute or whatever and this time i said i'm not contributing i've just done a whole book launch right Mm -hmm. and i think i did actually i think i contributed a bit but they wanted me to contribute more and i was like no i'm going to thailand (laughs) i booked a holiday to go to thailand and i remember one of my siblings my younger sibling saying to me can you imagine you're booking a holiday to thailand and it's this person's birthday should i come and kill myself for you people have i not tried do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i'm like no i'm going to choose myself right and when i started choosing myself i found that in relationships i now i guess with relationships friendships and romantic you have this thing you're supposed to co-serve right you co-serve people and because of the trauma of always giving so much in my family life as the first daughter, as opposed to like my siblings, for example, they didn't have the same pressure as me. They were not like, I'm the one everybody comes to emotionally from my mom, my brothers, my sister, I'm the one that deals with it. So I did not want to give that to people. I didn't know how to make friends. I didn't want to deal with anybody. Like if I'm dealing with a, in a romantic relationship, if I now see that they are asking maybe just normal, I guess normal i don't know how to say normal vulnerability mm. or normal sharing i would back away i would run and even now i still run away from it because i uh, don't want to deal i don't want to find myself back in a situation where i feel like i'm over exerting myself. myself yeah so that is how i think it affected um relationships for me you know so i don't know is that the angle that you were coming from Have i you just got your remembered train of thought my back? own good Let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i was going to say oh god um so in like the perspective of you think that you're not doing enough in a relationship Mm. so because you already started and that's the idea you have because of that that thing that is in you to always be responsible for other people right right? you're not coming to a relationship where you feel like you always have to be responsible for this man how he gets fed yeah how what he wears in the morning um when he even shits like Mm, you
0: have to wash the toilet like wash (laughs) pints have you washed pints before i never washed pints i'm I'm ashamed i've washed pints oh well i'm ashamed well very young and silly (laughs) but yeah i mean
1: i think a a lot of us have stories right yeah so um you just have this responsibility like you have to and then when they're not even reciprocating you now feel you have to, to keep try doing harder yeah right because you have to now do more top it up keep topping it up so today if you do not wash the toilet tomorrow you wash got yeah right just because you feel like
0: let me keep, keep trying prepared. right so definitely
1: if you keep doing more he's going to finally like love you one day right or like know your worth someday or know your value and that's that's how it translates into relationships for me or used to because yeah. no man that exists no man that exists we try that nonsense with me now i'm telling you Or like um so like that's even like the the process of like this podcast is to like also like share our stories and tell women like this is this is this isn't like what you're going through trying to overcompensate or trying to over loving man or trying to in a rela- in a relationship or a romantic relationship it's not it's not the right thing it's supposed to be reciprocated yeah you're supposed to be loved back you're supposed to you're supposed to be appreciated um it's just i'm giving you courage i'm leave, telling you and honest. from a lot
0: of us it stems from our childhoods you know like it definitely stems from our childhood because especially for me like i found that especially as a first daughter it's like nothing i did was ever really good enough you know what i mean like i would try so hard but it just was not good enough but if my siblings now would do the same thing it was fine like i remember one time we went to a party and my and it's funny because it strained the relationship between my older brother and i for a long time mm. he was able to like um now we're great thank god i love him we're fantastic but we um the the way i was treated really um put like a barrier between us like Mm. i remember one time we were like i think maybe 16 i was 16 he was seven he was 18 or something like that we We went to a friend's party a mutual friend's party and he was like yeah come let's all go because obviously we all have we had the same group of friends and then my he was allowed to go to the party but i was not allowed to go to the party why just because i was a girl now he was even going to the party with my friends my dad knew my friends like that hung around with him but i just was not allowed to go because why i'm a wayward girl i'm indecent and then this time around and it was me that used to chop beating oh, god my mom to be fair my mom never my mom has never she Did never you? never used to hit us it was my dad oh. that's why I was like <laughs> my dad was like the first yeah it was my dad that used to like my mom never used to touch us so this time around and then it got to the point where i just didn't care like beat me from now to next year i'm gonna because you start chasing I, beg. I, don't I I was I, then i became rebellious i just didn't care like i'll go out they'll beat me i'll come back again next week when i'm allowed back out i'll go out and they'll beat me anything i do so then i now um it got to the point where um so we went to the party now so my dad realized that this girl she's not really this beating is not doing her let's find another way so you know what he did he now was like called my brother and now was like how dare you How can you carry your sister out Uh -uh. how can you carry your sister out a decent boy does not carry his sister out to parties it doesn't make sense so imagine the kind of views you are putting on this young boy do you know what i mean and the Mm -hmm. first time this he didn't beat him but he wanted to made him kneel down put your hand up let me bring my belt he didn't actually go through with it but Mm. so imagine now it's now showing him that i don't i'm not the same as him Uh i don't deserve to go to the same spaces as him and if he dares carry me along he will be punished so that also strained the relationship between my brother and i for years you know because obviously he didn't want to go through that It was humiliating for him as well so yeah i think that's another dynamic between the um the first daughter trauma really because the siblings it caused a lot of sibling not rivalry but sibling disconnection Mm -hmm. unknowingly because my dad's strong patriarchal views did not allow us to gel in the way siblings to gel. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I think that for my siblings and I, we had like, I think that because we had to like be, be there for each other from really early because mm. my mom is late. Okay. So, um, I think that when she passed, it was just really us. Right. The world. Right. Because we just had to be there for each other. I think that our relationships, has, our own relationship has always been like, it's us it's just oh that's nice yeah right it's just for us (laughs) no matter what and that's why if anything happens i'm like quick to defend my brother quick to defend anybody before i go back and ask oh what did you do i will have given somebody blue that is like so like that's how we were so i think i I locked out in that That
0: aspect aspect, aspect right yeah
1: but i think that also i cannot also deny the fact that there were experiences when we're growing up Right, how they treated me as the first daughter, and my sister was there too. So it wasn't just about girls, it was about the me being daughter. the first right. daughter. Right. I just automatically had to be responsible for everybody. So and then when I started growing up and I wanted to go to parties and you know, all of that, what all my age mates were doing right. by the way, it's not a sin. So <laughs> <It's> a sin, <laughs> I mean it's not a sin it's because, a sin for us, because so the way how dare they we? beat you for it, it's like you wanted to go and dance at a party oh my god
0: you were what child a satan
1: <laughs> anyway so because like um, i wanted to go to parties and i wanted to do what all my friends yeah. were doing when i was in ss3 everybody was going to prom i didn't go to prom seems, right yeah. so it was all these things and then something that was really really very funny was i wasn't even allowed near alcohol but the first day my dad saw beer in my brother's room he literally went inside, came back with the beer, I was like, look at what I found in your brother's room. It's like
0: pride, Abby. I was kind was pride saying, why you can't
1: hide him? Mm. I said, wow. But how dare you? My other brother came back late, 1 o'clock in the morning. Do you know my father said, I was already ready. Get, get everywhere. Good news. Let him for just get ready now. <laughs> I was like, I to tell my brother. My father ki- is going to kill you. Are you ready? And my brother walks in. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you?
0: You see, like a rite of passage to and manhood. Then he was like,
1: "Okay, how was he outing?" Mm-hmm. Like, sit down, sit down, sit down. Talk to me. What, what happened? Mm-hmm. My brother was so shocked. He was not talking. Then I said, "Did you drink?" He said, "No." He called me. Come and smell his mouth.
0: Am I supposed to say yes? <laughs> <laughs> the boy knew I
1: say yes. I was supposed to say yes, it's very enough. I'm 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 so confused.
0: (laughs) What did you say? No, it was like (laughs) orange juice. Okay, you can go and sleep. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Mm.
1: So, like, our experiences were so different. Right, right, right. Very, very, very different. And that's what I'm saying, like, it's, it's there and I, I love my siblings but it
0: was there it was right yeah there. so yeah that's I get that even like with my sister right because as much as I say it was patriarchal and again it has it's the first daughter as opposed to because I had a younger sister and she has a completely not completely you know we all grew up in the same emotional traumatic mm-hmm. environment but our experiences are different like I remember one time because my dad's thing as well was like my dressing I could not wear like oh my god I always had to dress decent and luckily I was a tomboy for him so that was better but when I started thinking well I want to wear you know Mm -hmm. shorts and dresses it was like you must be dressed this and you cannot dress like this all the time and I was like why do you why do I get harassed about my dressing and the rest of them don't so initially I'm thinking okay it's a girl thing it's a woman thing but then my sister I remember at this point how old was she I was in was I uni I must have been in university at this point. And she was uh, just going into college. And then um, she had a party to go to, first of all. And she was actually allowed to go to the party. I was like, wow, me that I have to sneak out if I dare go to party. Do you understand? So I'm like, ah. So you do all those mental gymnastics just over a good two hours inside like Patsy. Oh, and all the time. I said, so she can go to party Daddy, you can support like this. Wow. And then, and then, she had on this, like, mini skirt. It was a mini shoddy, dress, shoddy, shoddy. looking out. heels. And my dad was like, oh, she looks gorgeous, beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, Daddy, <laughs> this short skirt is what is gorgeous and beautiful. Me, now nah, at this age. but well, then, Now nah, please. Then, I still couldn't even, I wasn't even comfortable wearing... You know, many things because I'm like he said. Oh, she looks gorgeous. She looks beautiful. Leave her alone. Let got go to the party. I could not believe it. So I'm like, wow. So aside from like the whole patriarchal thing, it really is just like the first daughter, daughter. Okay. yeah. And I think it's also like, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, they're learning. They were learning on the job, mm. you know. And as the first daughter, I mean, I wasn't the first child. I was the first daughter. But I guess they're learning. They were learning on the job. They didn't really, you know
1: yeah they're learning on the job i understand that and i think that um doesn't
0: take away from it
1: it yeah it doesn't it doesn't because our our experiences are still our experiences right? right but sometimes like i still definitely would have to give my mother credit right because my father was never around yeah never yeah my mother was the one that was always around right right and so um even while she was dealing like another thing is that she was dealing with her own her own like stress right from marital stress of course yeah that she was already dealing with right so all these years after like i'm just like going through her stuff and um looking through letters and stuff she used to write in her in her books and she was also a sad woman i don't know how to explain more than that she was she put on this brave face like oh but she was
0: going through it but she
1: was going through her own stuff inside the marriage Mm -hmm. so um how uh, it's only sad that that translated into um so much abuse the parenting skills yes for 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 us and everybody chop, everybody collect. <laughs> it's just our experiences are different. Yeah, but everybody. I remember everybody collect. It's not yeah. a matter of. I'm my sure my brother too. We no of course. Yeah. You talk Tell about personal problems. Yeah. Because literally, my own brother's own did not start from when we were young. Yeah. My own brother's own started three years ago because he had the okmara what's that what's that one? i don't know it's sorry true. i'm just this is my opera lack of is first son okay okay my bad Literally. okay like okay so you're the opera, mm-hmm. so because of the opera sure. if anybody basically comes like one random woman just comes to us one day no no it's not to me because she can never try it but, <laughs> she, can, she simply cannot random woman i don't know this much. she says she, she says she's from our church she came to meet my brother and said, Oh, my brother I said, Oh, this woman, I said, Where did you see Ankara? They said the woman said that her mother died. So my brother and I gave her five thousand naira for the Ankara. And I said, Do you know this woman from anywhere? He said, She said she said that she's from our church. And I said, So you gave her five thousand naira for this Ankara. For Just for burial, you will not go to I, yeah. for Ankara, you will not see. he said, Well, yeah. and I felt really bad for him yeah. because that's that opera yeah, thing. You can't see no. Right, right, right. It's true, Sham. Sure. You can't say no. You literally cannot say no. It's true. And there's this culture that has been like um will I say encouraged where people now feel entitled to that 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 money to your help too. it's true. So I'm sure that if if you see my brother here, he has a lot of things to say. Yeah, like mine right? too. but as the first daughter, I know
0: what I experienced. Exactly. Right. And that's what we are discussing right yes, now. You know right how, now. I like, yes, <laughs> no, how I experienced it. I would experience as first daughters yeah. because i mean um so let me ask you right sorry to cut you off as you are like how have you like what are the steps that you feel like you've taken now to kind of just like heal your trauma or like and i said it before like reclaim your power make yourself like move forward from the um you know the trauma that you dealt with how are you like dealing with that just in your everyday life what are you
1: um so I think that what a great disservice I was giving myself was not even trying to talk about my trauma, right? right? In my like, in my we're past, discouraged, yeah, not encouraged to talk. Yes, so who would I even talk to about it? Exactly, right? Because even if I wanted to talk about it to my mom or to my dad, they would ask you like rubbish it. You wouldn't even have the balls. <laughs> Literally, you wouldn't be able to talk about yeah. it, right? And also because I, sa- as I said, my brothers didn't have that experience with me. So they might not get it.
0: Right. That's understand? what I find as well. Yeah, The
1: only person I can talk to about it is the first daughter. I'm telling you. Right. Do you understand? Yes. Because they're the only ones that can see that, okay, this is what was happening. And I have I have a similar experience. And even like people from other cultures, like my cousin is a first daughter too. And she, oh my God, has is worse than me yeah. because her mother left six children. Mm. Right. So our own black tax is not even from here. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's a it's whole a thing where it's a family thing. Oh, you're supposed to take care of your siblings. I'm See, telling you, she did not bring to this world I swear, world, it's not that was supposed to you tell you tell I'm her responsibility. Shame her didn't. for it. It's too safe. Yeah. So, like my own experience is like how I had to go to therapy because nice. I mean, I there was no way. Or. How is it that you can't talk? You need to. I heard this. Therapy is a must, must, right? I need to this year. I must do it. You need to because you know why? Because another person is. Helping you see it right, professionally, right, and because they are professional, they don't have like a warped way of
0: reasoning of Mm -hmm. receiving that information Mm -hmm. and then
1: giving you advice. Mm -hmm. So you just know that whatever it is, like they're going to help you. And the best thing about therapy is that they point out, like, if you have like (laughs) my first therapy session was (laughs) that is
0: so dope. I'm looking at you like, wow, girl, yeah, shambles.
1: I was talking i couldn't talk i'll cry I would come yeah. back. she would say you, you're allowed to cry in fact oh. she had to prolong it because yeah. as in for free because I, I i that was when i realized that emotionally i was a wreck right Do you understand so i had to go to therapy and Amazing. talk through some things especially with my my mom and the relationship i had with my mom especially now that she's late i can't sit down with her and sit down and like i, I also want to tell her that i'm so sorry that there sometimes I made it difficult for you, and I didn't know that you yourself you were going through so much
0: shit of course. yourself, right? I guess and she shielded you from that though. Yes, she way, did. Was
1: but she passed, and then sh- nobody could shield me anymore, right. right? Right. So if she had communicated some things to me, I, I I I I wish I could sit down with her and have a conversation, like this is what I was going through, and apologize for some things, like. Oh, maybe, maybe I maybe I didn't make it easy for you. Maybe you wanted this daughter, and you had this idea of this dot, this first daughter you were supposed to have, and I was just falling short because I always felt like a failure. Oh, no, my feeling of okay. failure didn't start when I was. It started really, really mm-hmm. early that I started feeling like a failure. Like why didn't you wash our plates well? But you're not though. You know
0: what I'm saying? That's the like you're not. So it's it, well, it's easy to talk. I know, but to because feel it inside. Yes, is when you close the
1: curtains and you're inside, I know, you for feel real. it right so i i also would want to like have a conversation with her and it's something i'll be able to um i wish but it's so sad because that's also part of something that i feel like will be part of my healing process because i would have loved to sit down with her and just have a conversation with her about some things and try to understand i wish i can hug her too legit because um there's no reason why anybody should have been going through what she was going through right Um, so i wish i could hug her too and just tell her that i understand now that i'm older oh now that i'm older i understand a lot more right and so i would be able to i think comfort you and i'll be able to tell her that okay this is not how you're supposed to be and maybe encourage her to leave to be honest that yeah, would be like my number one thing yeah. so, <laughs> therapy really helped therapy me, yeah to be honest nice. therapy really helped me and my cousin talking to my cousin she's also the person i was talking about talking to her about some of the things i experienced that i did not like you know she i love my cousin for one thing she would apologize first in case it has anything to do with yeah. me <laughs> do you understand If I want to cause your trauma when <laughs> we start saying um i want to talk about something to you she'll be like okay if it has anything to me, with, do to me that is so sweet i'm oh sorry my God. first wow. i didn't mean it Do you understand? So I locked out in some Yes. right? That's how God does it.
0: It never leaves you like completely stranded. You know what I mean? There's always someone that kind of helps, you know? Yeah. I mean, as for me, I didn't really, I feel like, um, like you said, mine was speaking to other first daughters, you know? And then when I just, um, I just decided that it was time to start choosing myself. You know, I had to like lay down some of the burden. I had to start saying no to a lot of things. Like they said, do you have this? No, I don't have like and obviously like i said it was like i was and i became okay i stopped um you know they say you do people pleasing but it's family pleasing Mm -hmm. i stopped family pleasing like i stopped trying to prove myself and prove my love and prove my worth at my own detriment Mm -hmm. i kind of just felt like well i'm going to choose me and if you're offended that i'm choosing me i'm sorry you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i have to choose me Mm -hmm. that was it i didn't i didn't really have um anybody that i could within the family that would understand like even now sometimes my siblings don't really understand the first daughter i can't talk to them because it's not their experience so they don't i can't blame them too yeah it's not their fault they don't get it it because that's not their experience they Mm -hmm. have their own experience and i'm very sure they like you said they have their own trauma as Mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. um so yeah for me it was just like i said i beg i'm gonna reclaim my power and if it hurts you it hurts you I mean, we've spoken a lot about our trauma, you know, (laughs) and the, I guess, not negative, but negative aspects of being a first Mm -hmm. daughter. Like, would you say that there were any um, positives for you at all? You know, any perks of being a first daughter? I think the weirdest thing is getting to share the food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real.
1: So, I mean, I cook, yes. And when we're done cooking, my mom will say, share the food and she would legit tell me and if you want more put it in your place oh nice right so share the food and then my siblings would come why is why isn't curiosity bigger than really? my own no, 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 no. I'm like <laughs> I think that's one that I really liked because even to juice she would say puff everybody for puff your own. On. and then yeah. that was like I mean it was really nice that that yeah. was another thing was I think I don't know it's weird but as a child I was so curious I was so curious, and I think my mother just liked to involve me in adult conversations. I was gonna say right, 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 like with her friends. Mm -hmm. Like I was the only one, so she told me to sit down and listen.
0: You hear well. That was our sweet conversation.
1: And then they talked to me like I was an adult. I think that was really nice because I also got like from uh, from very early on and what women relationships are like, friendships and. What they really talk about, how they dress. I just used to sit sit down there and just be grateful that um, I was in their ah, parents. I was in their presence, and I used to have conversations with my friends. And they said they didn't have that. Or, they didn't have that yeah. opportunity. I'm like, wow, that's weird because I used to like my mother would sit down. Oh, yeah, sit down, sit down, talk, we would talk, 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 talk. and then she will ask. I as think her friends would legit ask my opinion. Like, oh, this, this. I'm be like, yes, yes. Yeah, ah, no. And you
0: know, just that's just
1: childish yeah, take of course. Of on it, right. But yeah, that's, those
0: are the only things Pugs. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I think me too as well. I mean. I didn't really i wasn't really much involved in the cooking i'll say that i really didn't like i wasn't really um in the kitchen like that when i was a child which is funny now because i love to Cook. chef it up now but yeah my own too was that one like i had although like you know some people would say it's, it's still parentification and it's like the emotionality let the child be the yeah, child yeah, yeah. But I really did enjoy that closeness that I had with my mom as a child. She would always, in a way, I think my... Si- I mean, she was close with everybody else. But like you said, I was like, her paddy, me. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm always like next to second her. second in command. Second in command. <laughs> so I always knew what was happening. I still know. You know, I feel like the mini boss too. They're Yay. having conversations. I'm right there. Her and her friends are there. She carries me everywhere with her. So I think that was a perk for me. That was... It's quite sad that I can only
1: really think of one perk, you know?
0: The two. But I, I that think it's more yeah. sad
1: that I can even think of the perk with
0: my dad you know me i can't think of any of that at all yeah Mm-mm. so like, <laughs> I think that's, that's side. zero yeah, was it? wow yeah no yeah, I because even there was one perk right and i never really had it until my brother moved out which was so annoying right you know if you're going to church on sunday right there is whoever sits at the front if both parents are going mm-hmm. the oldest child sits at the front, front yes. so i didn't ever really get because my i'm still not i'm the oldest daughter but i'm not the oldest child so, mm-hmm. so it's my brother that Enjoyed that perk. That would probably have been the only like thing I would have got from that side, but I didn't even get that. So mm-hmm. yeah, my dad was zero packs from that, really. <laughs> but my mom, yeah, it was the closeness, like, and people would see us. And I remember one time we were in the nail salon just in just okay. talking like we do. And the nail technician. Sorry,
1: which is a place that is nice for women to bond, by the way. Yeah. For your international women's days posts, please. Enough with the suffering posts. Oh god thanks so far, and god so far, bless so far. women love to bond in nail salons nail salon, over spars. champagne uh-uh. thank you very enjoyment much
0: enjoyment all the time so far you struggled and struggled I, i'm tired of seeing them so thank you <laughs> but yeah we were in the nail salon right and we were just talking just in and then she um someone was like to my mom they was like is that your daughter my mom was like yeah it was like wow you guys um talk like friends mom goes don't mind that she thinks she's my mate." <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah. yeah so that was a nice perk i think yeah. yeah definitely um that was definitely a good that was the only those are the only ones that i could to think of honest. really yeah If yeah. i was perfectly honest
1: another thing i wanted us to talk about was um do you think that the millennials and the gen z's would do better with like Everything we, we know where it starts from, I swear, our head, like the trauma, right? <laughs> do you think that millennials and Gen Z uh, mothers, first mothers, and like fathers would do better with their own first daughters? Do you think that? Um, with what, because with what we see on social media, and which is a place where we really get an opinion of that's true, what everybody's really going through in their head. Um, yeah. do you think that millennials and Gen Z people would
0: actually do better with their own first daughters? I feel like they will. I think, to be honest, I feel like they're doing a phenomenal job so far. Do you know what I mean? Especially coming from because I think a lot of us are healing generational trauma as it is, especially the millennials, right? And the Gen Z's is passing down. So I see them talking about conscious parenting for one, which is obviously where you're more conscious and intentional about your kids and how you're raising them. And because a lot of us are going to therapy, like you mentioned, we're aware of the things that were triggering for us as children and we're embracing them. So I see them now putting it forward in 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 all aspects of their lives like from work relationships friendships so of course that is also trickling down into the way they deal with their children so i have a lot of hope for um the gen z's and the millennials that are having kids i have a lot of hope for their future generation honestly like we're doing our best they're doing their best
1: and i think that um what i really find admirable in um gen z i I, i've seen a couple of gen z parents right Mm. especially gen z mothers um their communication oh excellent. phenomenal right because um my my i have like the children like i have my cousin has three girls right okay. so i'm very close with them and i like to really like hear their thoughts yeah and it's very interesting the experiences that children can already tell you about i'm telling you right because you sit down like parents it's not see Parenting is difficult. Nobody's arguing that one, eh? mm. But it's less difficult when you have conversations with your children. Even you see, I told my cousin's child that I can't make a bar, and she said, "Ah, mm. Auntie <laughs> you cannot make a bar." <laughs> I was like, "I can't make a bar," and she said, "Should I teach you?" And Are you like,
0: joking? Oh, I was like, beautiful. "I would
1: love it if you teach me." And she said, "Okay, I'll teach you." and oh they love when you see them as a human people. being yes like, not a the small thing you can just match yeah. like, my cousin my cousin's baby there's there's one m- one of them that is, she has a lot of personalities she reminds me of me right right she has a lot of personalities right so but like that's the thing that they try to to, to, suppress. To, yeah, yeah. to suppress yeah to suppress the most yeah and i don't like that so i always like whenever i'm in their house i'm like sitting down with her and i'm like let me talk to you, you. Can't let's talk, talk to me about anything right and sometimes she's weaving my hair and i'm like it's painful mm-hmm. but i'm going to stay and <laughs> persevere because literally it makes her open oh, up and right. then i feel like um children you just need to take them like like speak to them yeah they know how to speak in exactly. some language so I'm, I'm i'm hopeful too yeah like definitely. the gen z people yeah. i feel like they would do i'm loving it well. yeah i think they're
0: doing a lot better than ours yes, anyway yes, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely man there's hope there's, there's hope, hope man there really is hope and i'm really proud of them i'm proud of us even Me you know too. what i'm saying and the fact that we're even opening Talking up conversation it, yes. like it's, it's part of the healing honestly it really is and anyways guys i hope that you guys have enjoyed our second episode um of feminine expressions podcast with this body co-host of ours it's
1: been, it's been really nice to be honest um yeah. i feel like we talked about some very important things that i have not even spoken about i feel like i've even said something here that i've never said before wow. um you yeah, are just enjoying <laughs> content of, you know just free content nice, my life. nice content that i'm just you know? dropping
0: here but yeah it's been nice thank you yeah. so. i mean i love it it's great having you as a co-host um so you guys share your experiences with us follow us on instagram you know already taste i'm not just taste let me just add it properly i'm taste the star seed you know and so follow me on instagram taste of the star seed and of course big chief nk um biggest chief nk actually (laughs) big chief nk is fine that's big chief nk you know so follow
1: me twitter instagram Snapchat, Heaven, everywhere everywhere i'm big chief nk yeah thank send you. us
0: messages as well you know tell us your experience how you're feeling how you feel about actually, the episode yeah, i'll
1: actually love to hear what um you guys feel about like this yes, episode because there's some on. things i want to see like what people's experiences are right like right. in their own households. So.
0: and you can also email us as well feminine expressions podcast at gmail.com um yeah and follow post podcast network on instagram <laughs> see you <laughs> next time right. Bye. bye